Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. On today's Rutherford Issues, we are talking with our friends from Steered Straight. And uh, Amy Peterson is joining us today. She is the uh, Student Outreach Director. So we're going to find out uh, about what she does and how she's been involved with Steered Straight. And uh, Amy, how are you? Great. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. Good to have you here today. Um, When someone asks you, oh, you work with Steered Straight, what is that? What do you tell folks? We are a nonprofit that works with students nationwide and inmates nationwide to fight addiction, vaping, suicide, and bullying. All of them, just a wide variety of things, right? Yes, with students, we fight those things. With inmates and adults, we try to help them get re educated. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael has a 10 step program that's called One Step Away. That is a really fantastic program that helps inmates while they're still in prison to start making plans for when they get out of prison. And um, when, how long have you been working with Steered Straight? Well, I met Michael at the end of March of this year. I was making a furniture donation for a neighbor. I fortunately found him just through a newspaper article and made a call. He came and picked up some furniture a couple days later. And the next day I started volunteering for him. I volunteered four days in a row and by the fifth day I was hired. I worked in the store initially and in June when it was time for schools to start opening back up and kids to start going back to school is when I was promoted to the student outreach director position. Oh, great. So um, have you always lived in Murfreesboro or how did that come about? No, I actually, I'm a transplant. I came from Toledo, Ohio. the reason I work for Michael is I, I met him and immediately started volunteering and mm-hmm. then started working for him was because my son was murdered by the neighborhood bully when he was 11 years old in July of 2009. When I found out that Michael does a bully prevention program, I immediately wanted to be involved. I knew that I was going to be a volunteer for him, and he's kind of sweetened the deal by giving me a paycheck. Well, how about that? At the yeah. end of each week. So, so obviously, um, your, your story brought you in and, and, and your history, but there was something about Steered Straight. What what drew you to seek out and make a donation and then decide you want to volunteer? Uh, what, what information did you find out about Steered Straight? The fact that Michael travels the country and he's done this for 14 years mm-hmm. and shares information and knowledge with students and communities and teachers really was attractive to me. Um, because my son was killed by the neighborhood bully, I'm not going to lie, my favorite part of what he does is the bully prevention program. But it's also very important, right now the hot topic is vaping. Um, Michael believes that, and we believe, that vaping is full of chemicals and it's an unregulated industry. And from one cartridge to another cartridge, you don't know what chemicals you're putting in your body. And when you light those chemicals and breathe them in, it can be very dangerous. And there have been people that, very young people that have needed even lung transplants because of their vaping habit. Um, Michael believes in educating people by giving them information and letting them make decisions. And he feels like one of the things that doesn't happen with students sometimes is we take for granted that they do have a brain between their ears and that they can make decisions about what is happening. If they're given the correct education and information, most students, after they hear his presentation, 
If they're vaping, many people walk up and hand him a vape or turn a vape into the office later in the day. Um, and a lot of other students say they will never, ever, ever hit a vape even once because of the information that's been provided to them. And that's important. And in every presentation that Michael does, he also talks about being a good Samaritan, about being a great student and respecting your parents and not being a bully and um, talks to the kids about addiction and even some suicide awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael works um, at the store and does the presentations, but he also volunteers a couple days a week for a suicide hotline. So that's another topic that's very important to us. Sure, sure. Uh, just a, a wide variety of, of, of things in the education part uh, being important. You said something in there that I think is, is interesting. Um, many times when, especially teenagers they apparently seem to think they know everything and sometimes we assume that they they know more than probably they do if that makes sense yeah so uh, just the education piece is is really big and being being able to connect with young people I mean uh, I, I could have when my kids were teenagers I could have told them a hundred things and if someone else told them they would believe that over me. You know? Isn't it amazing how they it, listen when it's coming from someone yeah, else? It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Michael has this way, though, of sharing his life story, which has tragedy and heartbreak and addiction. And some he made some poor choices at a young age. But he also was offered things at a young age. And he wants to get to kids before they're offered the first hit on a vape because he was offered cigarettes when he was only 11 years old. And before his 12th birthday, he had smoked marijuana and drank alcohol with these older teenagers. And he really believes it changed the trajectory of his life. And later in life, he faced um, he some struggles with addiction and he spent some time in prison and then had a back injury and used narcotics for the pain and broke his probation and ended up back in prison. And because of the suffering he went through, he wants to turn that story into something positive that can reach students that have never made those poor choices yet or never even been asked or, or given an opportunity to make those poor choices, as well as people who've made some wrong turns in their life um, with the inmate program that he does. But he's a motivational speaker that travels the country. He's visited all 50 states over the last 14 years. And my primary job is to schedule those appointments, to schedule those those presentations that are going to help to change kids lives and every school every day that he goes to school at least once he calls me and puts a kid on the phone with me that normally is in tears by the time we're done talking because either they're suffering from being addicted to vaping or they have a parent that's addicted to drugs and living on the street or something some dramatic story that makes me feel like my story of loss and and heartbreak and a broken heart and a broken body seem like nothing compared to what some of these kids are going through yeah um i i'm sure that that also inspires you to continue to do your job uh and, and go into work every day too it does and my because my favorite is the bully prevention program i have to admit that i'm not just looking to help the andrews in the world who are being bullied and being looked at differently and picked on and and punched in the face and things like that I'm looking to help the other child, the child that's the bully. I want to help the bully get help too because I've learned in my 12 years since I've lost my son that hurt people hurt people. And it's a very simple statement, but I had never heard that expression until after I lost my son. And when you think about it, it's just two words repeated after each other, but when you really stop and think 
hurt people hurt people and they don't even realize that they're doing it sometimes and um, I want to help those hurting kids that are out there those kids that are living in difficult situations and Michael chose to smoke a cigarette the first time that he did at 11 years old because his parents were getting a divorce and that's common now but it wasn't common when Michael was a child and I just I really want to reach out and help all of the kids that need help and, and not just the the children that are being bullied but the kids that that are being the bullies because a lot of time those are the kids who are presented with bad not bad but they're presented with different choices and we want to reach the kids before they're offered that first hit on a vape and before they become addicted so that they can avoid trying drugs and drinking alcohol before a certain age. And Michael doesn't preach to adults about what they should do with their body because they're adults and they can make adult decisions. But he really tries to educate the kids that you're putting these chemicals and substances into your body while you're still growing and your brain is still developing. And it's so, so important that you're, you give yourself every opportunity to develop your brain completely. He actually encouraged them, them to not drink until after their 26th birthday. And some kids take the vow that that's what they're going to do, and others turn 21 and might enjoy alcohol. But sure. at that point, they're adults, and they can make adult decisions. We have uh, Amy Peterson with us, the Student Outreach Director with Steered Straight, um, uh, an organization based here in Murfreesboro, but uh, does work all over the country. I did want to um, to go back to, to your story, and you share what you feel comfortable with sharing, but... Um, you, you mentioned your, your son, Andrew, and what happened back in, in 2009. Did that happen here in, in Murfreesboro, or were you in Toledo at the time? No, we lived in Toledo at the time. Okay. Um, I was living in the home that I grew up in. I'd bought the house after my mom passed away unexpectedly. I bought the home from my father, and I felt safe in that neighborhood. And I knew that there was a bully problem because Andrew was acting differently. Um, he was missing the bus, and he was always ready half an hour before the bus came, so why are you missing the bus? And we narrowed it down until in February 2009, he was attacked from behind. So he fell to the ground um, because the other child jumped on his back, and he had bloody scrapes on his head, his hands, and his knees right through his pants. It was February in Ohio, which means there was ice and snow on the ground. And that child beat him, punched him, and kicked him repeatedly for over 10 minutes until another kid came and knocked on my door and said come help um she's gonna hurt him she's, she might kill him and for five months we kept our son away from that other child and five months later we were at vacation bible school one morning and that evening i'm holding my dead son somehow he ended up on his knees and a rope a loop of a rope not a noose like you think of when you think of strangulation but a loop ended up around his neck and we never got a resolved case. The case is still open, but that's not important. I may never know what happens this side of heaven, but I, I truly become an advocate and I need, my brain needed to understand what happened to my son physically. I was a brand new nurse, six weeks into my first nursing job in a mental health hospital. The other child claimed that she watched my son commit suicide and I knew from working with the suicidal and homicidal patients that I worked with that he wasn't a suicidal kid. I also knew that when you looked in her eyes, you could see that there was something different, something that was unhappy and unfulfilled and that she wandered the neighborhood craving attention. And I really have needed to study not only physically what happened to him because the nurse in me needed to understand the, the physicality of what happened, but I needed to understand 
the mental part because I was a brand new mental health nurse and I needed to wrap my mind around what happened and why somebody would do or could do something so tragic at such a young age. And I just, I learned that people that are in difficult situations make difficult choices and sometimes they're poor choices that take them down a path that you wouldn't purposely walk down, but that's the choice that they made. And I really want to help all of the kids, I want to help give them a good foundation. And it's scary to think of the struggles that they face now that are different than the struggles that we faced when we were young. Sure. And um, it, it is obviously something that has um, shaped your life after. Yes. Uh, and being um, uh, an advocate for a program like Steered Straight, I'm, I'm sure that back before 2009 you never thought you would be in a position like you are now but um sometimes um the the road we travel is is not the one that we had planned altogether right yeah i really feel like the year and a half that i was in school to become a nurse was worth it just because i asked can i hold him when i was in the emergency room the the i discovered some things about my own health while i was in school diagnosed myself diagnosed myself with sleep apnea and type 2 diabetes after my third son was born and that was worth it but then just the fact that I was brave enough to ask may I hold him while we were in the hospital maybe that's the only reason I was a nurse I did work for a short time after that with dementia patients which I found to be very rewarding because I would do music and memory therapy Anyone that's listening that has somebody that has dementia or that dementia runs in your family needs to look into music and memory therapy because it was wonderful. I, I was doing this therapy with patients and it would help unlock part of their brain and they would be able to have a conversation like the conversation you and I are having mm -hmm. when that wasn't typical of their daily behaviors because of this therapy that we did. And the first family member that ran to me and hugged me and about knocked me down and said, thank you, it was only five minutes, but you gave her back to me for those five minutes. Even now talking to you and telling you my brain is tingling because I was thrilled. I would do anything to have five more minutes with my beloved Andrew. And I was able to help unlock parts of these families' brains and give that back to them. Yeah. So, um, but that, I had very short-lived nursing experience and then my back was broken. We were at a school event. I thought life had returned to normal. It was the first time that I invited a whole bunch of neighbor kids and was responsible for other people's children and was really living life and loving life. We were at a movie at school. I was sitting on the ground. A child slid on their knees and accidentally slammed into my back, just playing games and goofing around and literally broke my back. I was misdiagnosed by over a dozen doctors. Because I was misdiagnosed, I lived in chronic pain for two years. I, I was pretty much on the couch for two years and decided during that time that definitely the emotional pain of losing my son was worse than any physical pain that, that I'd ever suffered, even a severe back injury that left me in, in debilitating pain. But I decided that I was going to make the best of my life, that if, if I found a doctor to fix me, which I did when we moved here to Murfreesboro, I found an, a surgeon in Nashville that is amazing, that within 10 minutes of meeting me knew what my problem was and repaired my back. And my story is one of a broken heart from losing Andrew and a broken body from this another accident that happened that, that caused me to, to lose a couple years of my life and to have some permanent issues because of it. But that broken heart and broken body 
have encouraged me to, to reach out and try to help other people and try to share my story to encourage other people that if I could live through a broken heart and broken body, you're going to live through whatever your struggles are. And even after that, I worked as an Uber driver for a year and shared my story and shared a poem that I share with people when they've lost somebody they love called Just For Today. And I was in Nashville working as an Uber driver and in between runs, a guy busted my window, put a gun in my face and threatened to, to rob me and hurt me. He ended up raping me. And I really feel like I, within hours I had forgiven him. I did go through the process of everything um, legally and I will have to go to court so at some point to, to fight it. But I've lived through broken heart, broken body, broken heart and body again all over. And I really try to encourage people to find forgiveness in their heart because it's more about what is happening with you than it is about with other people anyways. And I get to live and share my story and share my testimony with people every single day that I come across. Sometimes it's somebody over the t telephone that asks, well, why do you work here? Why is, is Michael DeLeon the best speaker in the country on these topics? And I get to say, well, let me tell you about my boss. Let me tell you how I met him and let me tell you why I'm passionate about what we do. Um, I feel like I finally have found my purpose in life, that working at Steered Straight, we also have two thrift stores that we run to help make additional funds to support schools that don't have funding because at the end of the day, we have to pay the light bill and we have to pay for office space and flights. He doesn't get free flights around the country. That's expensive and lodging and, and food and everything all adds up. So we do get paid for the services that we provide, but we've never turned a school away because of their lack of ability to pay. We just sometimes have to schedule out a month or two longer than what we originally would have because we find other schools in the area that do have funding. So our message is so important that we don't look at the dollar amount at the bottom of, of the booking sheet. Right. We're, we're not just focused on that. We're looking at the, the whole picture and it's about how many kids we could reach and how many lives we can change and possibly even save. Amy, I appreciate you sharing your story uh, today with us and uh, for being here today. If you want to find out more information about Steered Straight, uh, check out their website, steeredstraight.org. We've been visiting with Amy Peterson, the Student Outreach Director with Steered Straight. Have a good day, everybody. Yeah.